knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hello, b This is Derek Somerville, and with me today is the only man to rappel down El Capitan after weaving together yak fur to create his own rappelling system mm. for over 2,000 feet. And, uh, you know, the free solo guy, Alex, even said he was impressed by this. So. Yeah, we, I kind of met him as he was climbing up, climbing up there, yeah. Yeah, he was going up and you were going down, yeah. Right. I, got him. I offered Great. him some fur. He was, he's like, I'm kind of going for a record here, so he passed. Yeah. I think it's over 3,000 feet, isn't it? El Capitan. I thought it was two. I think, so. I think it's two, but uh-huh. I could be wrong. I just watched I the have. movie the other day, and yeah, was, I don't know. Did you see it? I did. I don't, did you see the one part he's climbing up, and in the middle there's this dude in a unicorn outfit? <laughs> <laughs> that fit in with our last episode, actually. I, I thought about you. you I thought about you on that one. That was fun. That wasn't me, but I appreciate that. Speaking of that, with me today is Derek Somerville. He thinks the best part about using a speed bag at the gym is that there's usually no punchline. I enjoyed, I oddly enjoyed that. Yeah, that was... Kind of sneaky good. Sneaky. Sneaky good. Yeah. I got a few tidbits today, my friend. Tidbit me. One I kind of found out about from somebody that I work with named Charles. He is participating in something called the 2019 Trailblaze Challenge which is happening on August 10th. And this actually really relates to our episode today because this is a a legit challenge where people are signing up to do this, 23.7 miles of the Colorado Trail. And it's a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm. So he told me a little bit about it. He's actually a hike leader on it. And he's one of those, you know, marathon guys that runs, you know, whatever, sub 230 marathons, just super stud athlete, but also just an awesome conversationalist. I think it'd be fun to go for a long hike with a guy like him and to you know raise money for a good cause. So I thought it'd be cool to give him a shout-out, give that event a shout-out. And so I'll put some info in the, um, in the description. So there'll be a link there to, if, you, if you're interested. If you're in Colorado or want to come to Colorado, August 10th, 23.7 miles. Yes. Not as long as the FKT we're going to be talking about today, but definitely doable. I think if you can backpack for over 10 miles, you could probably do a day hike for... 23.7 what do you think mm, if you're prepared you can do it yeah definitely take some training They've, and i think they have that built in as well but it's i don't a, know could you yeah. could you go 23.7 miles uh, well, well is it flat is it uphill what are we what are we looking at on the colorado trail i don't know do you interpret the colorado trail as a pretty flat trail no probably, probably mostly downhill no <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into a giant valley for 26 miles <laughs> center of the earth um up and down i i think if i packed light enough yeah i think i think day hike it's yeah i think for one day i could do that i think i could do that i think you could too i don't know if i'd want to do that but i could do that we'll get to that actually (laughs) Uh, their tagline is it's not a race derek it's a journey and i do believe that so i'm sure there's a lot of awesome bonding time going on there to overcome the challenge yeah so yeah and you can reach out if you want some more information. I can definitely hook people up to to connect with some of those folks. Sounds like a good time for sure. Okay, so and then update on our summer trip. We kind of revealed that we were struggling with where to go since we got rejected by North Cascades. As it turns out, Olympic National Park has plenty of options, and they don't have quotas for a ton of their trails. So we did, I think we landed on a trail there. 
As a result, I've got a couple of true or false questions for you. Derek, you ready for this? Okay, yeah. This Wait, not, real quick, real yeah. quick. Did you tell me, I can't remember what we talked about. Did you say they do require bear canisters? Uh, they do at certain camp spots, but I made sure that we did not go there. Yeah, well played, sir. One drawback is that one of the nights does not allow a campfire, but but two of the mm. three do, so I think we're good there. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so I think we, right. can, we can manage that. Okay, so Derek, you know, master of trip planning from a previous episode, he was given some responsibility. Derek, true or false? Uh, you were in charge of buying plane tickets for the California crew this year. Uh, well, I am in charge of making sure we all get there together. So I, that if, if that means I buy all the tickets, I'll do that. But okay. we had some of the guys request to just, you know, give me the time and the flight number and then I'll buy my own ticket, which is a little shaky, but, you know, I guess I can't force people to succumb okay. to my uh, generosity. So Yeah, kind of a long answer for a true-false question, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in court. True, yes. <laughs> true-false, I texted the dates for this trip at least twice. I'll give you a hint, true. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. I was drinking okay. water. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely true. All right. For sure. And then last the, question, true or false, you tried to buy tickets for the California crew for the wrong dates for multiple guys. Me? I haven't tried yeah. to buy any. First of all, I'm false. I haven't tried to buy any tickets yet. <laughs> Second of all, uh, here's the problem with the text <laughs> messages, everybody. Okay, let me just tell you. He'll send out the information with the, with the, you know, the dates and all this stuff. And in hindsight, I should have taken a little screenshot on my iPhone. But what, I, what happens is, like, he texts it. And by the time I look at the text, there's a barrage of like 50 to 60 text messages from everybody in this group with like eight people on it or seven people on it. So by the time I get it, I'm like, I can't even go back and get, I don't want to go back and get this thing. I don't, I don't want to scroll back three yeah. days. And So I just ask him again, but he gets all weird about it. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't get weird. I actually texted you specifically, I believe. And then you're like, it's on this day, right? No. Wait, we're coming back on this day. No, no, we're not. And I know you weren't like pulling the trigger on the tickets, but it sounded like you were in the planning stages and you were not quite lining things up correctly. I just thought it was kind of funny. Well, I want to double check. I was going to double check with you even if I had it, just because of the fickleness of some of the decision making of some of the group <laughs> members. Okay. Um, I'll leave right. it at that. I'm just giving you a hard time. So, it, it, you did not, yeah. You weren't about typical. to buy the tickets, but it seemed like you were from the, what you were sending. So I, I... We're definitely in the beginning phases okay. of it, so... We'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll see if you show up on the right day and if you have tickets to depart on the right day. You you love predictions, so let's make a prediction, since you live by predictions. Um, what Would you say that this feet will be accomplished without any hiccups or do you think there's gonna be some type of drama with somebody buying a ticket oh i think there's definitely some drama because and not necessarily your fault but i did start looking around at tickets for various things and this mm -hmm. whole airplane fiasco with southwest where they you know they've had to ground some of their planes there's not yeah. as many options out there right now and i'm sure people that are planning trips are starting to experience that if they haven't bought their tickets mm -hmm. already and yeah so it does limit times kind of in and out for where we're going yeah just wanted to give an update. All right, so this episode is mainly about something that's going to happen before that in early July, our fastest known time, FKT attempt, mm -hmm. and you are not interested in joining us. So do you care to share why this is of no interest? Um, I don't, you know, honestly, I just don't think it's my cup of tea. Like, you know, you're talking about a timed event. Sort of, yeah. Um, sort of, right? But you want to get a good time, right? So you're going to be booking it. And I think for me, it's just not my thing. I don't think I, I, I just enjoy the leisureness of it. I like the pictures. I like sauntering. I like absorbing it in. So I, I don't know. I, it just doesn't really resonate with me as far as like, it's like running for me. I like every activity, but just running mm -hmm. is not, is just not enjoyable. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I, I guess I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, the, the most often trip that you reference is the death march because it was such a challenge mm -hmm. that you overcame. And and this is something that's going to be, you know, we're not doing this every year. We're not doing this. This is just kind of a, mm -hmm. a challenge we're throwing out for ourselves. And yeah. I thought, you know what? This might be something you'd want to do. Maybe not this one exactly, but something like this every once in a while. And yeah, 
Yeah, so I thought maybe, yeah, maybe at some point you'd want another challenge, and maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> Stirring that pot, I like it. Stir that pot. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. This is just for you. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> for I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that I'll think about it. Maybe doing one in the future. I think if you train hard enough, like you really commit to training, you know, doing kind of some of the strange stuff that we're gonna mention here upcoming in our in our interview with some of the guys that are doing this. Uh, I think you can go double digits in mileage for the day. Yeah, I could do double digits. What are you talking about? <laughs> get, get out of here. Oh, of wow. course I can do double digits, Carl. Of course. I, I can do 10 miles, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you, though. So yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, well, give me the update. Like, what's going on with the FKT attempt? Like, is there, there was a change of venue or something, or, or what's the distance? Yeah, we got a little bit more going on. I forget exactly what we shared before, but I do remember we recorded that one with the interview with Buzz, and I was like, here's what we're doing. Here's where we're doing it. And we even had some listener feedback about that, like, hey, we might be in that area. And we even had Chris Mead mention, hey, I, would, I wouldn't mind filming you guys out there. I don't live that far yeah. from the Sierras. And it was, it was kind of all set up, and things were lining up really well for us you know, to get that kind of support and that help um, for the event. And then within a week of that episode being released, one of the guys we're going with, Rocky, who you're, you'll hear from here in a little bit, he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't make that date. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I've been on that mountain before where there was too much snow. So the dates that he could make for that loop that we were initially planning, it just wasn't going to work. There, you know, we were going to be risking too much snow. So we actually completely changed the venue. We're going to be doing it in Colorado in a place called Lost Creek Wilderness. It's not going to be quite as far. Still long, 37 miles for right. the loop. but not So not quite as epic, right. but uh, significant, significant elevation gain where we're going to be gaining. I think in the first 10 or 11 miles, we've got like 4,600 feet. Wow. So massive going over a mountain pass, yeah. Jeez. So, yeah, and so we've got, we've got that going on, and then we got... So we're trying to go in groups of three, and we've got potentially two or three groups going. So it's going to be almost not quite the race, but maybe a little bit of competition going on there. Okay. Oh, the, for sure there's going to be. Are you kidding? Knowing you guys, there's going to be a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, having done some of these long days before, I just know, you know, the, the kind of the, the tortoise and the hare kind of thing. Like, I'm not going to be the hare running out trying to sprint up the, the first mountain. Oh, okay, so my other question was uh, filming. Like, you want to f- try to film this thing. What's that looking like for you? Now, this is the one that might have the most disaster potential. But we'll kind of cover our our gear here in a little bit. But just briefly, yeah, we're going to bring a GoPro. And Jared's got one of those Google Pixel phone cameras that is actually really amazing and, and provides a pretty stable um, footage. So we're going to try to film as much as we can yeah. and try to get some, you know, kind of check-ins with how we're doing and big things that are going on and, you know, just try to document the struggles along right. the way. I anticipate we'll get a ton towards the beginning and then we'll really yeah. taper off as we get really tired. But I'm going to try to, you know, push for getting as much of that right. stuff as we can. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but we'll find out. Are you, I mean, are you, are you just, because it feels like before this trip, you have to decide, like, I need to focus on this hike more than yeah. the filming or do I want to try? Cause you can't stop and like set up shots. We're not going to, yeah, I'll stuff. bring like a mini tripod for the, the GoPro so we can, we can do some of that as long as we're not backtracking. So I've got some strategies for that, but right. I think it'll be fun to make a, a kind of a mini documentary about this attempt, not really knowing what's going to happen. Like I mentioned yeah. this, the idea of disaster potential I think is, is big time, especially for these other groups that are going. Like I don't really know these guys and I don't know right. their capabilities. So we will see, but that's the that's the right. intent. We'll see how it plays out. Like certainly, I could you know trip and fall and like smash the camera along the way, and then it just kind of wrecks everything. I feel like I'm I'm worried about you already, but you know we're gonna find out for sure. I think you should be worried actually. <laughs> 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 okay, so I got a chance to to check in with Jared and Rocky, who have already begun their training along with myself, to see kind of what their thoughts are, motivation, and you know what it what it looks like to do this FKT attempt. I thought this might be interesting for somebody out there who's looking for a challenge, whether it's this loop or something else, or just the idea of the FKT, or like we mentioned before, the Trailblaze Challenge for the Make a Wish Foundation. Like, there's always something out there to kind of you know spur us on to train, and 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 obviously we, we're kind of coming at it for different motivations and different angles. So here's what here's what these guys had to say. So hey guys, I am with two of my favorite people in the world. 
One of them with me today is a man who once brought a five-pound weight on a backpacking trip. Rocky Brown, how you doing? I'm doing fantastically. Thanks for that incredible introduction. I love your introductions, by the way. Dude, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Also with yeah. both of us today is a man who once used a dinosaur costume as a sleeping bag. Jared Neal, how's it going, man? I'm doing awesome. Super excited to be here with you guys today. Absolutely. So this is kind of our FKT team that we've got going on here. So I thought, you know what? We should just talk about this and just kind of figure some things out and just kind of show everybody, I guess, what the plans are. And I don't know, just see how it's going to go. Okay, so I've got some questions for you guys about what we have coming up. And we entitled this episode, The Death Hike. Ooh, and Jared was the first one that kind of made me aware that this is being referred to as the death hike. So what's going on with that, Jared? Yeah, so um, some of the other guys that I invited to do the 37-mile FKT, um, we had a group thread going, and one of the guys just started calling it the death hike, so it's kind of just passed through each group. Okay, yeah, so it's now termed the death hike, 37 miles. And it's going to be a long day. We don't know what we have in store for us. And I don't know that everybody's up for this kind of a thing. I mean, Derek's definitely not. He's not even interested in this at all. So, so Rocky, like, what would drive somebody to want to do something like this? And specifically, what's motivating you to, to try to, you know, achieve this task? Um, honestly, like, the thing that motivates me to complete the task first, I'll start with that one first, is just, uh, I, you know, life it's just, uh, there's so many stop starts, so many times where you like get going on something and you have to stop before you finish. This is something where you just get to get out there and it's up to you to go. There's not going to be, well, I mean, you know, Lord willing and <laughs> based on trail conditions and other stuff we can't control, but there's probably not going to really be anything standing in our way other than ourselves to finish. And that's a big time motivation for me is that, dude, can I just, when I get the chance to really, truly just go, can I go? I, I love that feeling of just being able to go because it's just such a rarity to be able to do something like that. Yeah, as far as nothing kind of getting in our way except ourselves, there could be some bad weather. There could be some animals out there. And I'm going to say uh, like a 10% chance there's a Sasquatch. Oh, Hey, don't get me wrong. It's totally up to God how this thing goes. Everything's up to him. So that's your personal motivation. So what, yeah, generally speaking, like what's, what's the appeal here? Okay. The appeal, um, would be, I mean, I, I think of Psalm 37, four, that basically God, you know, will give you the desires of your heart. And I really think God's just put it in me okay. to like to take on stuff like this every once in a while. Absolutely. And I like how you backdoored the verse of the day. And so thank you for taking care of that for us. That was, that was awesome. All right, so Jerry, what about you? So, you know, we're Rock and I are kind of coming to this from different for different reasons, from different angles. We've done some of this kind of stuff before, not quite this exactly, but this is kind of a first time for you to tackle a challenge like this. So, what's your motivation? For my motivation, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with all my Enneagram lovers out of there. Okay, um, personality test. Being a seven, I am always up for an adventure, um, and so when you guys kind of came to me with this idea i was like yeah i'm in i want to do this never hiked anything like this this far but if the opportunity is presented to me i'll go for it i think some of that drive maybe comes from being the youngest sibling of three and like kind of that being challenged as a child and that being ingrained in me like oh you can't do this or you can't handle this because you're the youngest and you're the smallest and so I think that's where I kind of get that drive of, oh, well, yeah, I can. I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, when we came up with this idea and we shared this idea with uh, some of the folks at the gym, they were all like, you guys are crazy. There's no way you guys are going to do this. And then they started like thinking about the time and our pace. And we started like talking about that. And that just like, that gets me more fired up. Cause I'm like, all right, people are figuring this out and they're doubting and they don't think we're going to be able to do it. Or they don't think they can, or, or they don't think that they can do it. And so, some people are like, yeah, I have no interest in that. You guys are going to be out there forever. And so not that I like want to stick it to them and be like, when we get back, like, see, we could do it. I don't think it's, it's not like that. At, it's not like that at all. But it is like when you, when I hear other people saying, I don't think you guys can, can do it or there's no way I could do that. I'm like that, that just drives me and fuels me even more to get out there and do it to succeed. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. let me just take this moment to say, 
I don't think you can do it. You don't think I can do it? I think if there's one guy that's going to fail out of our, our, our two, three, it'll be you. We're going to have to drag you along. No. Prove us wrong, Jared. Prove us wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'll prove, I will prove all the haters wrong. Okay. I'm going to start posting on Facebook. We are good to go except for Jared. <laughs> hey, and just so you guys know, my, you know, we all have our own reasons for doing this. I, I think my secret motivation is just to get both of you guys out there and I can just hang out with you for the whole day. <laughs> if I get a hike a whole day, whatever, however long it takes, I will do that and then we'll just kind of goof off along the way. So, Rocky, if we're out there on the trail and, and Carl's kind of holding us back, we <laughs> might have to question, we'll be like, dude, are we going a little too fast? Are we cutting this day a little too short for you? Uh, it's not because he's like cramping up and he's needing right. yes. something. It's that's good. That's because he wants to spend motivation. more time with us. question is, are you tired or are you intentionally going slow to uh, elongate the day? And it's probably both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had this, what I thought was a creative idea, maybe not so creative, of just kind of holding each other accountable by just reporting what we're going to be doing for training each week. And so last week I just put out, you know, how many runs I went on. I included that Capital Reef backpacking trip and, you know, weight workout, this and that. I just basically texted you guys. And in response, I got Rocky, who... He responded, but uh-huh. he just took a picture of an unreadable diary of his like super detailed <laughs> workouts down to the lift. Oh, oh, you cannot call it a diary. That is horrible. <laughs> that is terrible. It's a journal. It's a journal. One of our okay, it's not a diary. One, one of Rocky's keepsakes that he has for his workout regimen. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Unreadable, on, at least for me in my phone, and. Even if it was readable, it would have taken a few minutes just to get through. I was just trying to keep it simple. Jared didn't respond at all, so I don't know if this whole his accountability thing is going to work out. That was my thought. So I'm just let's just talk about, generally speaking, what does it take, or what do you guys think it takes to successfully train for a death hike, so to speak? So let's just, yeah, just kind of share out what, what you got in the, in the plans for the next couple, next couple months. Pretty much three days a week, I do some type of ab workout. It's been between two and four days a week that I do, you know, a run and uh like i want to keep it to a longer run but sometimes that just doesn't happen and then mixed in all those things four days a week there's a mixture of different types of weights now as far as like kind of putting in some you know weird stuff i do have a few of those like i am going to on monday i believe after football we have a hill right by our football stadium i'm going to try to run that thing six times and do it in you know, eight minutes just for body shock value. And then right after that, before I get home, stop by this pool, not even change my clothes, jump in and just swim in whatever I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I asked this question right there. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. All right, Jared, what about you? Uh, yeah, so first, I'd like to defend myself a bit in the non-response. Uh, we, at, as of today, we are 69 days out from our death hike. And I have been sending you guys videos and pictures of workouts for months. And non-responses from you guys on stuff. So That's true. That's true. I just had to defend myself a bit there. Can I defend myself against your defense? When it's your turn, okay, yes. But it's my turn right now. So so for, for my training, I usually do CrossFit five to six days a week. But I don't feel like that's going to be enough considering our workouts are usually anywhere from seven to 45 minutes. Um, and I know we're going to be going a lot longer than that so what i've been doing is i've been doing crossfit about three days a week and then i've been going on trail runs about three days a week so some of the stuff you guys saw that i was i was doing and i and i am prepared to do buddy carries throw one hip up on one shoulder throw the chest up on the other carry you guys out of there if we have to i've thrown some buddy carries into my training doing some hill training out the bluffs carl's done that some and so yeah mainly just Half CrossFit, half running, weighted running, weighted training, just getting ready to uh, wear, wear that pack for 37 miles. Yeah, that's good. So I think we get some different styles of workouts, which is what makes this interesting to see how it's going to all play out. And knowing that you're doing, that you're willing to do the buddy carries, I, I think I'm just good to go. I don't think I need to do anything. <laughs> I think I can just ride on your shoulders the whole way, right? I think if you're going to do that, 
you know, Derek's talked to you about your nutrition mm. and your cinnamon bears and things like that. I right. think you might need to cut those out a little bit. Cinnamon treats, by the way, but go ahead. Cinnamon <laughs> treats, that's right. Australian <laughs> cinnamon treats. Um, so, yeah, you, you might have to take those out. But, yeah, I'm more than more than happy to carry you a bit on the trail. Okay. Uh, duly noted, and I'll, I'll, yeah, make sure that happens. So, yeah, and for me, I'm just sticking with trail runs going increasingly longer each week and getting more miles each week and working in some weights and some cross-training, whether it's cycling or just some, some different stuff. Maybe some swimming, but not with all my clothes on in the pool. But you never know. So, all right. Uh, next question I've got for you. So we talked to Buzz last January and he gave us this kind of 300 calories per hour idea of how to track our nutrition and about how much food that we're, you know, that we're going to bring. And so we're, we're kind of shooting for 12 hours. Not sure how it's going to go because obviously we got to stop and, you know, take care of water and that kind of thing. But we still have to bring a, quite a bit of food. That's gonna be probably the bulk of our weight, food and water. So do you guys have any ideas yet? Like what your main source of calories is going to be? Okay, probably my main source of calories uh, is, yeah, it's, it's pretty much going to be whatever you want to mooch off me, man. <laughs> Tell you the truth. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not going to bring any food. No, I'm saying that nicely. I'm saying that nicely, like, because I know you probably are going to want to pack as light as possible. And really, here's the thing. I, I don't have any type of plan for that yet. I will probably put a plan. I will get a plan together, but it will probably be the week before where I really think through food and stuff like that. Like something like, it's just, man, I mean, I listen to the, I listen to the B&B podcast and I realize just how little I think about what I'm actually going to bring. <laughs> a lot of times I just bring whatever's on the store shelf and cheap. And that I know I can fit in my pack still. I'm serious. Like that's kind of how I roll. I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people are out there. No, I'm sure I'm yeah. not. I'm sure I'm not. So, yeah, I would say my best answer is whatever you want to mooch. Okay. Uh, Jerry, what about you? Main source of calories, have you thought about that at all? Well, actually, Rocky, I'm glad you said that because um, I, I forgot, and Carl, I forgot about the 300 calories an hour. And I know we've been saying 12 hours this whole time, but I did the math a little bit more. And I think I think we're going to be closer just just under 15 hours. And so I think I'm with you, Rocky. And you and I usually have the heavier packs in the group. I think I'm probably going to overpack a little bit with the food because once I run out of food and once I run out of energy, like I think mentally, I'm just going to be like, what do I do now? But if I can get just something sweet, just something in my stomach, or if I'm, or if I feel like my head's loopy, just get some fat in my body for, for my brain function. I think that'll just, I think that'll just lift me up. And so I'll probably over-prepare a little bit for that. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I'll probably go – I'm probably going to go high on the carbs. I usually track through macros. We've talked about that. So I'm, tr- I'm tracking my, my carbs, my proteins, and my fats. I'll probably go high on carbs, um, high on protein, and then kind of middle of the road with the fats. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably what I'll try to do. Um, usually backpacking food's pretty high in fat and, and protein, so – um, and then I think something else Derek talks about this is that um, we tend to bring the same thing over and over. And I'll probably do a little research on what guys bring on this, and I'll probably just try to change it up just because, you know, we're going to have to constantly be throwing calories down. And so to be eating the same thing all day long, I think we'll get a little old. So I'll probably small portions, change it up throughout, and then kind of focus on um, those percentages. Okay. So. To, to sum up, sounds like neither of you guys have an answer to that question. And Jared's turning around big words like carbohydrates and macros and other things like that to distract me from realizing that he doesn't know yet, which is fine. I guess I'm, maybe I'm thinking about this too much or maybe you guys are thinking about this not enough. But my, my main source is going to be trail mix and like those gels, say like honey stinger gels and ones that have caffeine because I think the caffeine is going to be what keeps me going. So uh, tr- that's going to be kind of where where most of my calories come from as far as food. So Jared's already mentioned that he does CrossFit, and he's actually co-owner of Redstone CrossFit in Highlands Ranch. And he sort of, like, this is my idea, but he sort of kind of ran with it, and he's made this um, like like a Redstone CrossFit event. Is that fair to say? When you guys brought this idea up, I knew there were guys at the gym that, that would be into it right away. So as soon as you guys gave me this idea, I kind of took it back to uh, some of the guys at the gym, and I was like, this is, that, this, is, this is my idea. This is what we want to do. 
And, yep, some of the guys just jumped right at it. And then, I will be honest, though, some of the guys that were super pumped and excited about it, the closer it's gotten, they're like, yeah, I don't think that's for me. Uh, I don't think I want to do that. And so it was just an idea. But then as it became more real and we started talking about pace and how long it was going to take, <laughs> I think some guys are dropping off. And that's, to- that's totally fine. Uh, I- I'm okay with that. And really, we, we have this idea of these teams of three, you know, in case somebody gets hurt, one person can stay with the person, one person can go for help. And I've got spots on the map marked out where I call them like bailout points. That way people can, you know, like th- there's a way out. It's maybe not the easiest way out, but in case of emergency, because we are out of cell phone range. And anyway, so we've got our team of three, of course, and then you've got at least one other team of three, possibly two other teams of three that are doing this simultaneously. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, but... But like I said, the closer it gets, more guys have dropped off. Right. And so, uh, yeah. Okay. Po- possibly one more team. Possibly Whoa. two. But we'll see when the when the rubber hits the road. Okay, so we got multiple teams going there. Guys, I have never met before. Jared has po- has actually made kind of a, like a Facebook event for his gym about this. And then you even have like a tryout for this. Is that right? Yes. Um, so Carl, you and I were talking about whether guys wanting to be able or wanting to do it and then the difference between them being able to do it. And so what we decided is that about a little less than 60 days out, uh, maybe like 45 days out, we're going to have a 10 mile uh, time trial. It's going to be in the foothills. It's going to be very similar terrain to what we're going to be doing um, just at a smaller amount. And uh, we kind of want to see who can hack it, who can't. Um, and then also they may do this and realize that this isn't for me and that we basically what we're trying to do is avoid being out there and have guys get stuck out there. Are you trying to weed out the sissies? Is that what you're saying? That is not what I'm saying <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you saying they can't do it? Are you telling me I can't do it? <laughs> At some point, we're going to be out there, and p- maybe people have experienced it before where they're just either having a bad day or a bad moment, or they've just been going all day long, and they're tired, and they are not there yet. So I call those the dark moments. Some people call that bonking. Your energy's low. You know, your energy's low. Eating, um, hydration that's not going to affect it. You're just struggling out there. And at some point, I anticipate all of us are going to have those moments. So so for you, Rocky, what does that moment look like? My, my leg has an alien in it because it's cramping up so much. <laughs> like what happened to both of us, you more so, when we were over in Lake Siskiyou. And it also looks like my, my brain just isn't, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not just sharp. Like I, I'm, I'm not thinking all that clearly. I'm not able to really, I can still speak coherently usually, but, but, but I'm not saying exactly what I want to say. And in situations like that, you obviously want to be able to communicate clearly. I have a feeling my communication abilities will probably get pretty low. And um, I just hope that's not a detriment, you know, to all of us. Okay. Um, and then last but not least, um, my dark moments are going to look like when I run out of green salsa from Baja Fresh. Because I'm going to try to bring a ton of that stuff and just mm. chug it the whole way. Are you being serious? Yeah. Okay, so I asked a question about what food you bring. You're like, I don't know. And then I asked another question. You're like, no, no, I specifically am bring green salsa to chug. You guys remember. No, I was going for the laugh value and the shock value on that one. I'm like, whatever you want to move. Rocky, in your defense, you said as we get closer to the trip, you'll figure your, your nutrition out. At that moment, we are closer to the trip. <laughs> you're, you're totally, I've had some time to ruminate on this now. I like. <laughs> All right, Jared, what, Jared. Jared has not done. Jared's done endurance events, but not endurance events like this. So I don't know that. You, have you experienced kind of these dark moments from just being out there forever, or have, is this going to be new for you? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer both those questions, but I'll address that one first. I I've had dark moments. I did. I did an adventure race, not endurance, but I did an adventure race last year, and and I experienced that cramping that you guys are talking about, and I'd never experienced anything like that before, um, and I just was not prepared. I had no goo packets, no mustard. I had nothing. All I had was water out there at stations, and I cramped up, and um, luckily some people came along, and so that's why I, th- and, and mm. I had some nutrition, and then once I got that in me, I felt better. Um, so I think that's like, one reason why I'm really concerned about my nutrition, I think that that will help. But then there's also, I mean, there's times in like CrossFit workouts where I just want to throw in the towel and be like, this is ridiculous. I want to, I want to quit this right now. 
But fortunately, I, I never really have. Maybe a rest here and there, but I haven't given up. That's why I think I'll be able to do this. And then also, what I'm going to ask you guys to do right now is if, if I get in those moments, just tell me. It's it's the dark one trying to get <clears throat> after me, and you guys aren't going to allow it to. And just I'll, I'll ask that you guys pray for me in those moments and that I'd be vulnerable and that I'd be open to, to uh, God's strength, and I think that'll help us get through as well. Mm. I thought you were going to say buddy carry me at that point, but... Maybe. But, okay. We might need that. All right. You're right. I mean, like, just quoting scripture to each other and praying with each other just out loud. I, <laughs> dude, that'll make the dark moments be a lot. Yeah, and I've actually got something built in to kind of some guidelines or rules that, that I've put out there. Something to consider when those moments happen. Uh, for me, I'll probably just get quiet, and if I do start, you know, cramping up, that might be a struggle. There might be a time where I'm slowing down and I might just be like, you guys go ahead, I'll catch you at the next junction, that, that kind of thing. But Jared referenced the mustard packets, which might sound kind of weird for people, but, but actually runners use mustard packets and sometimes pickle juice to stab off cramps. So that's kind of where that came from. So if you haven't tried yes. that, kind of on the grocer side just to kind of down those, but if it works, it works. Last thing I want to say, though, about the dark moments is I did tell Jared that if I'm struggling or if really any of us are struggling and we're just, you know, whether... You know, we're just having a hard time, maybe having a meltdown, emotional meltdown. I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. That's the time when you want to turn the camera on. Mm. And, <laughs> and the person the person that's struggling is not going to appreciate that <laughs> until later. <laughs> so since we're, since we're filming this, if anybody's struggling, and if we can help you, we're going to help you, obviously. But if it's just a moment that's just tough then we're going to be filming you. So be, be ready for that. So just real quick, uh, before we cut out here, last thoughts, predictions, you know, whether it's time frame or anything, just a couple predictions about what, what, you, what you anticipate for, for July 6th. Yeah, so we started, we talked about this when we were in Capitol Reef a couple weeks ago, and some of the guys, we were breaking down mileage and pace, and, we keep, and we've been saying 12 hours. But yeah, I think, I think we're going to be closer to 15 hours on this. Um, we're talking about leaving... I think the game plan right now is 4 a.m. in the morning. That could change, um, but we'll see who's out there. But that's kind of that's kind of the plan. And then hopefully, you know, if it takes that 15 hours, we'll be getting back right at dusk. So that, that's my prediction. I'm predicting that uh, you two are going to just kick some serious butt and keep a good pace. Um, I mean, and this is based off, you know, the training, the training regimens that you've been sending, Jared, and what you do at CrossFit. I mean, I... And the fact that, I mean, you just added in, too, that you never quit a workout, and I, I believe it. I mean, just because every time we get out on the trail, like when, I remember when we were going up one of those passes in, uh, you know, Maroon Bells, you said you were struggling, and you were still beating me up the hill. And you were, like, you know, talking to yourself. You're like, hey, Rock, let's pray, and, you know, and stuff like this. So I, I just, I'm predicting, right? Yeah, right now, you two are going to, you, you two are going to kick butt. You know, I don't have any prediction about myself. I just hope that I don't slow either one of you down. But I do also want to predict that we're going to see an epic sunset. And I do agree with Jared. I think it's going to be more like 15 hours. And I'm going to go ahead and say a time. I'm going to say 15 hours and 41 minutes where we do get home and it's dark. Or we do get done and it's dark. So these are not very optimistic predictions. <laughs> <laughs> We do have a couple concerns. Like each each one of us sort of has an issue where for Rocky, he's coming from sea level and he's going to be immediately introduced to, you know, 11, 12,000 foot pass like right out the gate. And then, you know, Jared is kind of the unknown where he hasn't done anything like this before. And for me, it's just the muscle cramps, you know, after mile 20. I think we can overcome all these things and I think we can finish in the 12 to 13 hour range. The only thing that's going to slow us down aside from just general struggles, I believe will be just having to filter water and then just any, if we just try to kind of, you know, get some random footage or, or whatever, or if just Derek shows up and then just kind of has some, some trail traps out there, <laughs> <laughs> some booby traps. <laughs> In the form of a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for, for kind of giving us a rundown of what's coming up. And hopefully this will be an inspiration to others to whether it's, you know, 37 miles, longer, shorter, but just to get after it for a day or two or for a trip. And we will see how it shakes out. I'm hoping to have you guys back on afterwards so we can give a rundown of what actually happened. So, Derek, so what'd you think? So, okay, so my one of my first thoughts was kind of ironic because Rocky is, you know, he was talking about this whole thing and he's like, 
you know, there's going to be lots of stop starts and, you know, I just, I love being able just to like go and not have to like stop start. Right. And I'm like, is that your Rocky voice, by the way? That is my Rocky voice, and he knows it. And I thought it was funny <laughs> that he said that he likes stop starts where he can just go, go, go when he's usually the last to get ready in the morning. Uh, and I just mm. thought, you know, I just find that interesting. I was just, just a little food for thought for Rock. So I think your, your analysis of this interview is how can I use this to make fun of the guys that are going? No, well, not all the guys, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> my, my next thought was, uh, you know, you guys said I wasn't interested at all. And, and that's true. I'm not right, right now. I mean, maybe I'll change my desire for it later, as I said before. But, um, you know, I liked, I liked Jared's comment about, you know, the motivation uh, came from being the youngest, and it, it drove, or he has this, this drive to prove people wrong about who doubt him. And I kind of re- resonated with that, um, being really like a smaller and the youngest kid when I was little, and I had that kind of same type of drive. And, uh, you know, I thought it was funny that you think he'll fail, though. Who, I think he'll fail? Jared will fail? Yeah, you said that you thought he would fail. Uh, and I was oh. like, mm-hmm. Maybe you were joking around for sure, but I was like, maybe you know, I was joking around. I, Come on, man. <laughs> you, he was talking about how no, I know people doubting him he uses motivation. I was trying to motivate him. Uh, that was that was deep. I like that. No, I know you're joking yeah. around them. I think um, no, I think you guys will do good. I'm just curious what time you'll end up with. So I don't know if we make yeah. some predictions later on about that, but um, yeah, well, no, let's let's talk about predictions right now. So not just time related, but what what thoughts? Just kind of after listening to the interview, what. What are you thinking for us for this? I'm thinking event? I'm thinking it's going to go over 15. And I don't say that to be mean. I don't say that because I think you guys will be slow. I think you guys mm-hmm. will be fast for the most part because you guys are all pretty fast hikers. I think it's going to come down to, like, you're going to get distracted with filming. You're going to get distracted mm-hmm. with, you know, oh, somebody got – we got off trail. We got lost. Excuse me. As we talked about last episode, you know – You've had a tendency in the last couple trips to get lost. I'm like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> um, hopefully, there's no canyons with narrow walkways and knee-high water. Hopefully, there's places. You know, know, hopefully, there's places you can go to the bathroom without people looking at you. Um, <laughs> you know, so things like that. Um, I I would up your 10% Sasquatch. Uh, you, you, you talked about the Sasquatch. First of all, I'm wondering why nobody's wearing apples. Uh, you know, you're not even wearing any bait. So I'm going to lower that 10% right. to like 2%. Interesting to, to get your take on things for sure. Yeah. And the, the whole stop start thing that you mentioned with Rocky, though, like once he's going, he's going. Like he can go for a long time. That's true. That's true. He's probably, I want to say, one of the fastest. Although, and it's not, and really, it's not about fast. It's just about keeping going because once you stop, it really yeah. slows yeah. your average pace down super fast mm-hmm. rather than just simply, you know, moseying on down the trail. You guys going to carry less water with you? And just filter as you go. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, the gear that we've got. Yeah. Definitely don't want to, to skimp on the water. I don't want to carry a lot of water because that's going to add a lot of weight. So I'm thinking, yeah, trying to get a, have a leader on us and really planning out where the next water stops are going to be. But Buzz mentioned in the previous interview that we did, he said most people just, they use some sort of, you know, chemical-based or some sort of purification where they, they don't use a filter. And I looked into that and... All that stuff, you have to wait a half an hour before it, t- it takes full effect. And there's times when you, if you've been out yeah. of water for a while, then you come upon a water source, then you've got to wait an additional half hour. You're not going to sit there and wait. You're going to move down the trail. So now you're further depleting your body. Right. That's right. like cramping zone. So I thought, you know what? We got to just tough it out and just use a, a water filter. So I, I kind of expressed some struggles with trying to find the best water filter in the past. There's a new one out this year called the Sawyer Micro Squeeze. And mm-hmm. I think it's like three or four ounces. We're going to bring a couple of those and just kind of bite the bullet on that one. And I used that actually on the Capital Reef trip, and it worked out pretty good. So that, that's kind of my new favorite one right now. As far as other gear goes, just a couple things to mention, aside from like obvious stuff like you know the maps and the, you know, the first aid kits and all that stuff. The GPS tracking device, right. we did find a watch called the Polar Vantage M, which will, which has a 36-hour battery life with the GPS on. Really? Yeah, so you can actually use it for backpacking. I, I, I think it would last a three-day trip without an additional charge. It's super lightweight. If you brought a backup battery to charge it or you know, one, of your, one of your solar chargers, it could last a lot longer. And it syncs with your phone. It syncs with Strava and other apps. And so... I think that's going to be our best option, and I brought mm-hmm. it also on that most recent trip, and it worked great. So I just forgot to turn it on nice. a couple times, but 
Got to okay. make, make okay. sure I remember to do that. That uh, is phenomenal. That's a lot of good gear, it sounds like. So you, you feel prepared gear-wise? We did get a little sponsorship from a company called Noon. Are you familiar with Noon? Noon, yes, Noon. I'm in. This is kind of our secret weapon is they sent us some of these tablets where not only does it, you know, they're the, kind of the fizzy tablets you throw it in your water and they have electrolytes and a lot of them have caffeine, so they kind of keep us going that way. So we're going to be using some of the noon tabs and hope, hopefully yeah. that'll, you know, propel us into um, success. Propel. I like that. I like the water. Nice. We're not bringing propel, not the water. Yeah. So you're going to cowboy hike it or tent it? Or back, I mean, cowboy camp it or tent Like, what are you going to do? Bring a tent and all that Like stuff. while we're out on the trail? Yeah. We are not camping on the trail, my friend. This is a long day. You're just going. Yeah, we're just going. Just going. Ha- we have like a day. Okay. Yeah, we've got a kind of a, a light day. I don't know. I'm asking. I'm going to ask the dumb questions. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you going to bring a stove to eat food? Or are you just going to snack the whole thing? I don't think you understand what's going on here, Derek. I do. We don't want to bring anything we don't have to bring. So we're, our pack is going to be hopefully five pounds or less because it's going to be a glorified day hike Look, slash run. I get that. I don't want to like ask these. I don't want to find out later that you guys brought something like an extra pair of socks or a, a lightweight or like three buck knives or something. So ridiculous. is your so. question really, you're not really inquiring. This is more of like, you're telling me not to do this. You're more warning me is your questioning. I'm telling you that maybe I need to check your pack before we go. Maybe you <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I will take a picture. Before we go, I'll take a picture of all the gear. I'll, I'll lay it out on a tarp or something and I'll post it on the Facebook page and then I'll get feedback from you or whoever wants to saying you should also include this or you can ditch this and then we'll see what you think. Yeah, that's, that should happen. I think okay. that will help you whether you realize it or not. It's going to, you're going to have my approval of lightweightness. You'll be like, he is better at lightweight than me and I need that <laughs> approval. And now I feel more confident on the trail. So you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> so I want to know, are you trying, be honest with me. Okay. I want to know, are you trying to win this thing against the CrossFit teams or, you know, your buddies here? And like, what, what's, what's your true motivation? And my buddies, well, the buddies, we're all doing this together. So we're, we're sticking together, Jared, Rocky, and I, and then we're having t- one or two other teams that's going to be going simultaneously. And yeah, this is kind of, yeah, it's kind of a competition. And I was pretty honest. This is a challenge that I am excited about, but really, it's going to be fun to hang out with these guys for, for that long and just kind of dig in with them. Yeah. Good conversation. So yeah. I would say as I get older, my, my, you know, my level, my competitive spirit has, has started to diminish. So if you got like third place and you got like a ribbon, would you keep it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't know who, who the, who's making the ribbons, but I will say that I did ask Rocky <laughs> after I interviewed him. I said, hey, so because I, I don't think he realized that all these other teams were coming potentially. I just said, you know what, these guys are coming, but I, I'm okay if we're not the first team across. We do not have to win this thing. And Rocky said, oh, yeah, we do, or something like that. <laughs> of course. Of course so Rocky would say I that. think they'll be spurring me on to make that happen, but we'll, 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 keep, we'll dial it down yeah. to reasonableness. That way we can succeed. What's, what's the your final question? Is it, what's the trail etiquette for an FKT? Is like, are there people just like jockeying for position like a horse race? <laughs> like a, you know what I mean? Are you pushing each other off the trail? What, and, the, and, and the kind of the last part of that question is, let's say you're all neck and neck at the end. Is it the first full team to cross? Or is it like, hey, you, know, you crossed first out of everybody, so your team wins? Now, now you're asking some good questions, my friend. Um, so, it's yeah. a couple. Let me address the first part. So, the, okay. here's here's the trail etiquette that I suggested, and I think this goes for backpacking too. Where if somebody is going faster than you, and you are engaged in a conversation with them, and you feel like you're struggling to keep up, yeah, it's it's really depleting your energy stores. But you're trying to be polite by staying in conversation with them. I think at that point you'd be like, you know what, I gotta I gotta slow down. Like I gotta dial us back. Yeah. And they're welcome to dial it back with you. So if we're talking to their team and, and they're really kind of stretching what we want to do for the, especially the early part of the day, yeah. then I'm just going to tell those guys like, hey, let's let's kind of dial it back right now. And if the opposite is true, where we're talking to some of these guys early on and they're slowing us down, then we gotta we gotta stop that as well. Mm-hmm. So so it's tact it's gotta it's ditch tactical. Got to ditch it. The second part not so much true for backpacking, but. The second thing that you mentioned as far as finishing, I think technically the FKT website's like whoever's first across, but since we're doing this as a team, I would say the first full team across is going to be the winner. But I don't, I mean, over such a long distance, it's not going to be like we're neck and neck at the end. I don't see us coming across the end. In fact, I see one team 
mm-hmm. you know, basically being so late that we start to get worried, like, are these guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> there they stop for a nap. Or something. Something happened. So uh, that's why I'm going to mark some bailout points on their map, and hopefully they'll, if they need the safety, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. take it. But So, and then bonus question, do you feel like your team's going to be more of, like, the tortoise or the hare? Oh, definitely the tortoise. I think... Well, you can still win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think... Yeah. What these guys are going to do is they're going to jump out to a lead and be so excited to be doing mm. this. And since they don't have as much experience with kind of the longer distance, it might kind of burn them up mm. a little bit. I think my strategy is more just to kind of go slow yeah. and then taper off. Yeah, that makes sense. You're more of a taper. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's good. Okay. That makes sense. Right. All right, before we, before we move on to trivia, Derek, I, got, I do have a question for you. You heard Rocky sharing about his his salsa. Like he's mm. going to bring some salsa from a mm. restaurant called Baja Fresh, which is not nationwide. So I don't know if everybody knows which one that is, but it's just basically a Mexican restaurant. It's kind of a chain, right? Is he really going to bring salsa? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. The question really wasn't: Is he going to bring salsa? The question was really: Does he have the guts to bring his usual block of cheese or <laughs> or his his honey bear, you know, jar of honey with him? Yeah, uh, and tortillas. So I don't know. That's really gonna be the question. I think we're gonna have to do a pack weigh in beforehand, and I'm gonna start throwing things out. If he brings salsa, it's like a little container of salsa. Okay. Well, let's make a prediction. Does he show up somehow with like a bag of chips? Does he bring a full bag of chips? So are you imagining him trying to balance like a bag of chips in one hand, pulling the chips out the other hand, and holding the salsa to try to like get? I'm imagining I'm imagining him pulling out a, like a eight ounce to sixteen ounce thing of salsa from the top of his pack, and then behind it is this giant, huge party sized bag of tortilla chips. Okay, I, I like where you're going with this, but I simply think he's going to use the salsa as like a That's, drink. He'll drink it. I have no doubt. I just I'm sad if he brought tortilla chips and took a picture of it. That would be epic. Thanks for humoring me with this episode, Derek. I know since you're not going, it's probably not your cup of tea, but you, I think you helped. But if you guys are having fun, I want to know about it. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited for you guys. I'm sure we'll have some stories on the wrap-up. So on the flip side. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way, with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, we got some trivia here. Uh, I got a few questions for you. This is FKT kind of uh, uh, vocabulary. See if you know what these these terms mean in the FKT world. And I also have a, a little bit more challenging FKT. Okay. About a fastest time, so let's start with some uh, let's start with some vocab. Here we go. I got four. I got four FKT vocab words for you. 
All right, you're out on the trail, you're in the FKT world, and you show up and your buddy is like, yo, those are maximal. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing with the maximal? What are maximals? Is this from the FKT website? or Don't worry about where it's from. This is FKT trivia. Legit. Don't, this is legit. Do you know who I am? Don't worry about it. where it's from. This is the first thing I ask every single time. Section hiker. Trivia. <laughs> Maximal. I think that those are a type of footwear that are specifically used to go fast, lightweight, but still have traction out on the trail. They are the opposite of a minimalist shoe. They are a shoe, so you got half point, um, but they're extremely cushy shoes. I actually did know that. I just did not know that the way you phrased it. But I, the the Hoka mm-hmm. shoes are Hoka an example. Shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. The, I, I know what you're talking Second about. Second question. What am I? What am I saying? You know, if I'm like out there on the trail, I'm like, you know, this race we want to do, Carl. It's a C race, FKT. So we really got to think about what we're going to do for this for this C race. Yeah, I think that the C race is where you see a race and you compete. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Carl, a C race is a costume race where you get your own costume. Oh. So, you know. Like a unicorn costume like you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next question is, um, let's say you hiked a 100 miler. You know, you, you went above and beyond 100 miler. Are you going to have the respect of... The FKT world at this point. Just for hiking it or for making it? Completing. Like like completing it in, a, in like a legitimate, decent time. Are people going to be like, wow, the this FKT culture world. I'm not out on either, you know, blogs. Well, this, or, is, why uh, this is why we're training, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I don't even, I, I'm not looking for, you know, sort of their approval. You're always looking for respect, you told me. Yeah. But just really your respect. Oh, well then. And I... I do that mainly by tearing you down, so it's I'm not sure so that's true. effective or not. But the answer yeah. the answer is false or no, even though it wasn't true and false. Okay, I didn't really answer, but go ahead. I'm going to answer for you because you're babbling. So <laughs> if you if you do hundreds, apparently hundred FKTs are like old news. So anybody oh, who wants yeah. to get respect, you got to do a 200 miler now. Okay. So. I don't, yeah, I don't think this is a respect thing. I think this is just a fun challenge to try to. I would agree with you. Achieve and but you know, there's always those people that you know. Yeah, look at what I did, or you know, that way though, so. for sure. Which is fine, especially right. as you're younger. But what are they really mm. after? I think is the question. Whose approval do they really want, or do they want to earn the the right to be the one that judges others and approves of them? Good question. Mm. Good question. All yeah. food for thought. Final yeah. vocabulary word. Okay. You uh, get done with this FKT, all three of you guys, you know. Okay. And you get in the van, and some other FKT guy walks by, and he's like, oh, wow, you guys did awesome. It's like Ragnar right now. It is like Ragnar (laughs) right now. What are they saying, Ragnar? Is that a Viking term? What are they talking about? It sounds like that. Are you talking about the the Ragnar race? I, I don't know. This is a. T- I think you're talking about a race which does not relate to this at all. So it's not. It's not a Ragnar a, race. No. So a Ragnar is clearly what you use when you're trying to wipe your legs down to get all the dirt and dust off the mm. trail. It's like a gnarly rag. So <laughs> like a Ragnarly rag. Um, that was a bold choice. I feel sorry for you, but this is actually um, what they refer to as human human potpourri, where it's just overwhelming stench after like a oh human run in august uh you jump into that van and it's just like pure <laughs> ragnar it's just gotta crack the windows at least minimum minimum that's a good one i haven't yeah. heard of that one yeah okay um okay so final question is the what is the or what do you think just give me a guess um this is the fastest time that somebody is fkt hiked is that a thing? FKT hike? The Colorado Trail. Okay, so that's a 485-ish mile-long trail. Right. So what would be the fastest time somebody could do that? I'm going to say 25 days. No, that's that's too long. 15 days. Okay. So his name is Eric Truhey. I might be butchering that. Truhey, Truhe, whatever. He did it in eight days and 30 minutes. That's impressive. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of miles a day. 
I bet he did not film while he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, dude, did he really do it then? I don't know. Maybe he, he did, did but that's impressive for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, gang, that'll wrap it up for us today. However, I want you to check on that Facebook page as you leave us your five-star ratings. Uh, there is a new video up. There is a new video up about uh, the Camel Cud name. There's a video. Check it out. It's going to inspire you. Carl hasn't even seen it either, so go check it out. Uh, I was at the zoo with my daughter. <laughs> Things got crazy. It's pretty insane. It's insane. You guys have a good one. Enjoy your, your week. We'll see you next time on the B&B. And remember, guys, it's not backpacking unless Carl breaks something along the way. I want to So this just in from Camel. Wow, Carl was like, Derek, you need to get more. You don't really know about fires, dude. Like, I feel like you need to like do more research on fires. I'm like, hold up, I need to do more. Re- what? Let me tell you something, Carl. So when a camel poops, most of the moisture stays in his stomach, therefore dropping nice dried chunks of poop, which you can then light on fire, and it lasts long, and it's very smokeless, Carl. So I want you to literally chew on that, buddy. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.